Welcome to On the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. Welcome back to On the Table Gaming, uh, and this week we're going to be talking about the the new War Council app, the official app from Simon Games, and the freshly released the Battle of Whispering Woods scenario. So it's we've got some 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 new stuff coming up from Simon Games. It looks like they're really doubling down and and uh, putting out some new products here, Josh. Yeah, I mean it's definitely uh, it's an interesting time. There's a there you know for a little while it was a little quiet on the Western Front. You know we had some uh, units releasing, and it was mostly stuff that we had seen before but now they've got some some really kind of cool different approaches that they've been uh, implementing so uh, i think the grand irony is you know the week after we have uh the great gentleman behind the a song of ice and fire uh list builder which by the way we still definitely recommend using uh but now we have uh, a dedicated mobile app as well i know i couldn't believe that after talking to frank and mark so much and then and and even talking about how uh, well really they've, they've cornered the market. There's no competition, yeah. and then boom, out uh, comes the yeah. official app. No no like hype for it. It just gets dropped. Surprise. Right. Well, I mean, it's, I think they're still kind of in, in different realms a little bit because the app is really just an app, right? And if you want to use your computer, like I mean, I do a lot of my list building, you know, at work. Wink wink. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that's that's something that like you know, I mean. It's a lot less obvious than using my cell phone at the desk, right? So uh, this is just one thing that's an advantage is uh, if you're slacking off, it's always better to have a, a browser version. So have you got a chance to sit down and really uh, plug through the the Song of Ice and Fire, uh, I guess, War Council app? I did. So, um, I mean, right now there's not a ton in it, right? I mean, it's basically you can uh, update your collection so you can say how many of each different unit box you own. Uh, which is good because this way it doesn't show you like, you know, list building options that aren't really available to you. But then from there, start building your armies. And and it's actually, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. You can, you know, name your army. So, for example, I've got my Wham list <laughs> is in there, of course. Um, and then, you know, basically you just hit the drop down menu, choose the unit that you want. You can atta- add attachments if need be. So, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I know there were a couple small hiccups early on, but it seems like they've, you know, they're actively monitoring that and keeping it up to date. So, you know, more tools is always better, right? Yeah, I mean, I, some of the interface elements are kind of cool. I like being able to make the cards pop up and be the full size of my phone. It's almost yeah. like a card replacement there. But uh, at the same time, like, I feel like there's still some things that are they're working on. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that maybe have been kind of polished out already in the Song of Ice and Fire Builder.com site. Um, so we'll see with time. I'm sure it'll catch up. One thing I'm interested to see is like, how does sharing work with the app? Because now you have to, you can like text your list to somebody, but uh, you have to open it in the app. And that's, that's something that's kind of cool that you can like just text your list so easily. I mean, I guess yeah. you could just copy the link from the Song of Ice and Fire Builder and share it like that. But uh, with the app, it's like, okay, so I can text from within there. And I'm just wondering how, you know, how that's going to really work out in an actual environment where you are maybe at a tournament or something. Do I now have to be, you know, what's the easy way to share my list around? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like that'll be a, that'll be like one option. I think having it on an app, like if you're going to like an official event, um, you know, that would be a good way to like kind of keep your list that you're not, you know, printing off sheets of paper and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool tool. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm poking around on it while I'm talking. I know that's the same problem <laughs> I had. I started to ramble there. I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm looking through it right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so I was excited. I like that it's free. That was a big yeah. thing. Um, and coming from the background of War Machine, where you got this great app that you really need to play the game with, 
but then you have to buy the decks of all the character cards like for your factions so it's like 7.99 to play circle or boris or something and i was worried that maybe they'd come out with an app and you'd have to pay like you know five bucks to get all your stark cards or something uh, but it seems like everything's free so yeah. that helps i mean it feels like you know simon's really kind of like you know keeping like a very player friendly approach to the the you know the miniature building uh, you know, it, it, the way that things are preassembled and everything, it seems like they really want to get that part of the market where, you know, there's people that are kind of like looking at like, you know, games workshop stuff, you know, with like a little bit of lust in their eyes, but then they kind of get turned off a little bit by like, oh my God, this is like a massive, you know, arts and crafts project if I even want to get started on it. And it's a, you know, house down payment to, to you know, build an army. Uh, it feels like they're kind of making it, you know, as fair as possible, you know, keeping it where the units are still very uh, affordable and then having that free list building app is, is another nice touch that's coming direct from uh, the company themselves. One thing I was surprised about because it's the official app, I thought perhaps some of the, the factions that have been previewed or some of our friends in, in other countries who have already gotten their hands on things like the night's watch. I thought maybe those units would make their way into the app a little bit earlier so people could yeah. see and like list build. And that seems like something that'd have like a major advantage and could have leverage on drawing people into the app. I'm, I'm somewhat surprised that that hasn't been um, taken advantage of. I, I agree. I mean, it's, that's one thing that I would say the list building app is, is you know, the, the online uh, version uh, has an advantage over is that they do put out spoiled units. So they can, you know, you can start thinking about and theory crafting with stuff that isn't out yet. Uh, where this one seems entirely list limited to just what is available right now at retail. But either way, I'm excited to to get to to test it out, and I know yeah, I, I we'll, we'll see how it works. Maybe uh, next time we're we're gonna play a game, you can you can text me over your your wham list, uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll test it out in the app. You should know it by heart now. Um, I do know it by heart now, actually. But I, I thought that was funny that that's like the first list you got that in your you got it in your app, and it's like. You know, you know, just just that old standby. Not like I can really <laughs> complain. My 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 lists are all similar as well, but we'll see. I, I mean, we're gonna get some new units coming out soon too. I'm excited to get my my pyromancers coming in. I think uh, they release on what the the 26th. I believe that's correct. But I think mine's not coming in the mail. It said until like a, a two days later or something. So we'll we'll see. But we'll get some of those guys out on the board. And yeah. uh, really, that's going to start to shake up the list building. And I probably will be spending more time in the app or on a song of ice and fire builder dot com, like messing around, making some new some new uh, troop combinations. Yeah. Well, so so speaking of list building, I don't know if we've uh, you know really announced it yet, but uh, we're going to be going over to uh, PAX Unplugged uh, in Philadelphia yeah. kind of in November. Uh, and they have uh, some song of ice and fire uh, events going on down there. Uh, so, um, one of the things that I was really interested in is like, they're going to have, uh, both a beginner and an expert tournament. Uh, and then I was looking at the event for the expert tournament. One thing I noticed was, um, I, I guess I'm, I'm wondering what your take on this is, but, uh, it's going to have like pre-built lists. So you don't bring your own stuff. It's going to have like, you know, uh, predetermined sides and, uh, scenarios, and then you're going to play through it. And then whoever comes out on top, they have some. Uh, prize support for that but I, I mean i don't know what do you think about that like you're not bringing your own army you're not uh really list building you're just kind of playing whatever's there in front of you yeah so that's really different i'm not sure how i honestly feel about that i'm, I'm looking forward to going to pax to play a song of ice and fire the other game i'm big into is star wars legion so i'm gonna be jumping in on the tournament on that on friday night 
uh, and hoping to get in on the expert games on Saturday and uh, for, for uh, Song of Ice and Fire. And, um, you know, the idea is, so I'm not bringing my miniatures down then. I'm playing right. with their miniatures. Are they going to be painted? I'm guessing I not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I would assume no. And uh, I just feel like, you know, the, the, a big part of this is to draw people in to the hobby. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, tables with unpainted miniatures on it might not be the best way to do that. And I get it. It's not just about drawing people in. It's about having fun and playing the game, too. And I, and I want to do that. But a, a right. big part of the enjoyment for me is playing with the painted miniatures on the table. Yeah. I mean, think of all the work people put in to, like, you know, bling out their stuff. And then, you know, you're just going to be like, well, just leave that stuff at home. We have some unpainted miniatures for you. I think, I mean, I guess if I'm just trying to put myself in the shoes of Simon here is like, I think what they're looking at doing here is just making the the tournament experience available to people, regardless of whether or not they bought any stuff to maybe hook people who have not bought into the game yet. But I mean, if we're talking about the expert tournament, right? I mean, you have to assume, or at least I would, that we're talking about enfranchised players, like people who have bought into the program, you know, are, are, you know, actively following the scene and are going to want to play in an organized, you know, event right so my misunderstanding that so when you say beginner tournament i think you know beginner tournament is for people that are new to the game and if you haven't played at all you'd play some demo games or uh you're not not in the tournament or you know or do you interpret that in a different way well i mean i think i think it's actually structured like an actual tournament so i'm on the packs unplugged website right now uh, and the way they're describing it is that you have 16 players. Uh, they're going to provide them with armies and game components in order to participate in a four-round tournament. Uh, and you have a chance to win promos. The top three players will be, uh, be able to choose from among contents of the Simon Game Night kits. Uh, so, I mean, it is structured like a tournament. So then, like, I guess, you know, the beginner versus the expert tournament, what would be sort of the the difference, I guess? I, there's, like, a learn-to-play pre-session for this tournament. Uh, I guess that's the main sort of change, but it's kind of an odd, odd approach. No, there might be some rhyme and reason behind it. And I just don't, I don't understand it. Uh, maybe we can actually grab somebody from the Facebook group or someone associated who's maybe hosting uh, these, yeah. this tournament and get them on here to kind of talk about it and, and help get some support and, and energy going towards it. So we can get some more people down there playing because right now I'm kind of a little, a little confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause I always think back, like, you know, I used to be really into X-Wing and like, you know, uh, it was so like so important to like bring your list, right? You right. Your tweaked army that you've spent hours, you know, going like, okay, well, the meta is doing this, and I I want to do something that's a little left of center, so I want to bring this, and like you know, then you'd show up, and like everybody had something that was a little bit different, and everything was theirs. You had the ownership over you know your little group of guys, and I think that's really important in a game that's like a miniatures game is to have that sense of like. You know, these are my dudes. These are like I've painted these guys. Right. I have, you know, pink Starks with lightsabers instead of swords. You know, right. that's that's if that's cool to me, then that's like, you know, that's what I want to bring to the table. Um, and I think that like that whole like customization painting, you know, all that all that work that goes in. I mean, the chance that you get to, to show them off is it something like this. I mean, so you're going to be down there and you're not going to be playing your wham list then. I mean, I'll play whatever they I, here's the thing. I'm I'll be happy to play whatever they get put in front of me. That's totally fine by me I, you know i'm excited to do that i just think that it's kind of an odd choice because if like i had the option to bring my own list to the table uh to put on the table uh <laughs> I mean, obviously that would be my preference hmm yeah 
So maybe it's something, I mean, I'm still super excited. More so that I, I think that I'm just excited to get down there and play the game with more community members. And, and kind I'm, of, I'm excited connect. to play not you for a while. Oh, there, what? Oh, man. <laughs> I hope may you have Lannisters in all your matches. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I also have a hard time sometimes realizing that this game is still so young. Like, yeah. our first new units are getting released, like, at the end of this month. Yep. And, uh, you know, really, the tournament scene is tournament mostly in name at this point because we are really still building the community and building up the, the different options for lists you can have. And so maybe they're trying to avoid that sort of a lot of times new war games that come out when there's only a few units. Those often turn to like spam lists where you just take, you know, yeah. you have four units available. We take the best unit and we just place that down multiple times. So I maybe what unit that would be. Mm, ooh, <laughs> what unit? I, I have to say that John Davis guy sending in that Knights of Casterly Rock, uh, like sort of spam, like three units of Knights of Casterly Rock oh, got me really right, thinking yeah. about that. I think that's that's pretty brutal. Um, although I could totally see, I'm thinking now with the, the pyromancers coming out. Can you run pyromancer spam? I mean, they're so deadly. I know they can't wow. take a hit, but maybe no. you throw in the right commander, Tyrion, where they get multiple activations and you can use tactic cards to make their opponent not activate the unit that they're engaged with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You could do some weird stuff with that. So You definitely could. I mean, that would be interesting. That'll be, I, so this is what I'm saying, though, is like, right? So, like, I, I guess it's it's cool because they're going to give you, like, sort of, like, balanced lists to play with, and it's really going to be more about, you know, player skill. But then, like, what if you sit down at a table and you're like, crap, it's, like, all Mountains men. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> – I hate those guys, uh, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I, think it's, I think it's an interesting approach. I think it's going to be a good way to, like – I mean, the other part of it is, you know, if people are interested, they could just sign up for the tournament. They don't have to own a single thing, which is good, right? I mean, you're going to – get somebody to play multiple games. But I think the kind of person who's going to want to do that is somebody who already has this stuff. I, I agree. But, you know, we're still early in the in the, the game development cycle, and so maybe this is uh, how they're going to do it in the beginning, and then once we get a few more factions out and more units, yeah. then it'll open up. Um, I You know, one thing I still really want to do is find a way that we as a community can start to give some feedback and say, hey, here are things that we want. Because in some ways I think they're really listening, and I think – this scenario that they released today, the Battle of the Whispering Woods scenario, like that is something that people in the community have been asking for, some scenario play. And that's awesome that they did that. Um, But I do think on on the PR side is like teasing that it's coming out, having building some hype, um, you know, even saying like, hey, we heard you and here's what we've got. You know, I think they could do some more steps to to make the community feel like it's it's a part of this game. And uh you know, we'll we'll see. Maybe we can get some some points out to them and, and say, hey, is there anyone there we can like, <laughs> you know, can step in and communicate with the Facebook group or or right, you know right. some channel. Well, you know, I mean, the, at the very least, at this tournament, you know, we'll get a chance to meet other people who play the game, and I'm really excited about that part of it because you know, at this point, the the community for Chase and I is primi- primarily just each other, and then online with the people that we talk to and you know on the Facebook channel and the and, and the Discord. So it's gonna be cool to like actually see some people in person. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, get some good games in and talk about the game. Uh, and that'll be, uh, I think I'm really looking forward to that the most. I'm just looking forward to seeing you outmaneuver everybody and, and, uh, get <laughs> flank charged and everybody and, and have no it not pressure. be me. <laughs> I'll just be like weeping into my no. uh, cornflakes over there. <laughs> just like somebody Lannister supremacies, Lannister supremacies me for the hundredth time. Oh no, you got, you got that down by now. You, you, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, you just don't attack them. Oh yeah, exactly. You know, I'll be interested to see what scenarios end up or playing on in the tournament. So that'll that'll really be a deciding factor for a lot of the games, I think. Yeah, 
Well, and they could probably, one of the things, this is what I think is interesting is that, you know, since they're building it this way, they could make it so that you're not going to take a list that's going to screw you over by playing like a different game mode, right? Right. Like, you know, the the list you might bring to play uh, the, what is it, the Storm of Swords? Is that the um, Castle Siege? Right, yeah. You know, that list is probably way different than Game of Thrones or Feast for Crows, right? Right. So then this way they can kind of go, okay, well, we know this table's playing Storm of Swords, so we're going to give you more of whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that makes sense on some level. I just, I guess I don't see the full big picture yet, so it's hard to fully say. Yeah. But what do you think, what do you think about this uh, Battle of Whispering, uh, Battle of, of the Whisper Wood scenario? The, the whispering. whispering. I keep saying, <laughs> gosh, whisper, whisper wood, whispering, whispers. Yeah, you're killing it. Uh, whispering wood. <laughs> the, I, I think it's awesome. I think it's such a cool idea. Like, I mean, I think story based games like, you know, that's gosh. I remember reading like old white dwarfs and like going like, you know, just like flipping through and like finding like a new like setup. And it really kind of like, you know, telling a story uh, is really so important with these games. You know, I listened to the podcast with uh, Mark Rosewater, who d- designs magic, and he talked about like narrative equity which basically just it means that it's something where you know there's a there's a real value to having like a story that can be told with your game and i think that this like you know being able to play out scenarios from the book with the actual characters and units from the game um you know that is such an awesome awesome thing and i think that you know they can just keep going like you know there's so many iconic battles in the uh song of ice and fire universe that I mean, you know, they've got their their choice of so many good options there. And what what a better place to start than with this one? And it fits right in with the forces that mostly come from the starter set. You can do a I like how they have a starter set list and then they have like a recommended list. So if you just got the game, you can still play this. And if you've got some additional units, you can play a little bit more advanced version of this. Yeah, exactly. So it's like they they make it flexible so that you're not excluding anyone from being able to play. They're not like, okay, you're, well, first things you're going to need is a uh, unit of pyromancers. Like, well, okay, I don't have them. You know, you, you can play this right out of the starter, but if you have the recommended list, uh, then you can really play it like the way they designed it, which I think would be most interesting. Now, what I'm wondering, actually, and I haven't checked this, maybe I'll do this as we speak, is the the CMON official app updating to have Jamie Lannister so that you can make lists for scenario play or is it on like, you know, the, they have Jamie Lannister battle of the whispering wood. He's kind of his yeah. own special card for this. I wonder if they're going to add that into the, I don't see him in here. Uh, yeah, if they're going to add him into the builder. I mean, that's a good possibility. It's, I think it's really cool that they, you know, kind of reintroduced mechanics um, for these characters with this one specific scenario. I mean, so should we, should we read those off? Yeah, let's, let's jump in. All right, so so one of the interesting things here is that you'll you have to take a commander um, of Jamie Lannister if you're playing the Lannisters, uh, or Rob Stark uh, if you're playing the Starks. Now, uh, Jamie Lannister is the normal commander version for the most part, where he has the order counterattack. When this unit is attacked with melee after attack dice are rolled for each blocked hit, the attacker suffers one automatic hit. Uh, but he has a second piece, which you may remember from some uh, old, like, I think it was like in the Kickstarter preview video that like this ability existed. And I don't think it's been printed since. Which was so OP at the time. Everyone was like, this is ridiculous, yeah. but it's back. 
Oh, it's cool. Uh, it's expert duelist. So each time the unit, this unit makes a melee attack against an enemy infantry unit, it deals one additional wound. If there's an attachment in that unit, you may instead roll a die. On a three plus, kill that attachment, moving one model from the back to fill its slot. So if you're fighting Rob Stark and you've got Jamie Lannister, you roll a three plus, you just chop his head off, and that's 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 it. <laughs> Which is so cool for this scenario because there's all these other gameplay factors we're going to talk about. But now yep. one of those additional factors is don't let Rob Stark get in contact with Jamie Lannister because if you do, Jamie Lannister is just going to kill him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two-handed Jamie is a scary guy. <laughs> Uh, all right, so then then you got Rob Stark, who you're taking as the uh, the, the Stark leader, uh, and his uh, he still got Order Wolf's cunning. So when an enemy within long range declares a charge, that enemy suffers a disorderly charge. So nothing special there. Uh, but then his second ability is Unexpected Arrival. Once per game, when you would deploy a unit, you may deploy that unit from any table side instead of its assigned one. Uh, now this particular game mode, just to make a little, make that make a little more sense. Uh, the Starks are going to have, basically, they can deploy from any table edge within short range, but you have to assign ahead of time each unit to come from a specific side of the table. So, you know, you'll have, like, this unit of Sworn Swords is going to come from the left, this unit of Sworn Swords is going to come from the right. Uh, but his ability allows you to, once per game, uh, counterman that rule and allow them to be deployed on any uh, table edge. Which is just so cool. I mean, I'm, I'm really liking what they're going in. The design space they've carved out here I mean, like you're saying, there's so many battles they can recreate, and and they're showing that they're they're willing to go outside of the normal lines and and add new abilities, uh, change characters slightly to fit the theme of the battle. Um, this gives me a lot of hope for this this style of play with this game. I mean, you could just imagine, like, I mean, taking this a step further, I've seen some like some homebrew sort of like campaign modes, and I had some my own ideas for what that might look like. But could you imagine just having like a narrative campaign that would branch through? the actual story of game of thrones where potentially there would be, you know, like, you know, if somebody wins, it goes in a different direction and, you know, maybe the whole story of the, of the world of a song of ice and fire changes, you know? Yeah. I think what I would like to see the most would be to be a set of campaigns based around the starter set or maybe the night's watch and the wildling box set where it's like an escalation league where you, you buy your first thing and you're going to start all your games out at 30 points and then as you go, you can, you know, as the weeks go by, you buy like one additional unit or so, and you keep playing these sort of themed games, building it up to some sort of climactic final. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that would be really, that'd be awesome. That would be cool. And there's like so many strategies for escalation too, right? Like, do you take, if it's a 30 point game to start with, but then, you know, if it goes up by five points every time, do you take full 30 or do you take 25? Right. So next time you upgrade, you could take a 10 point unit. You know, there's some really... Uh, interesting choices to make there and they can echo through the rest of your campaigns. It's pretty, uh, I mean, I, I'd love to see something like that, but this is such a good start. So what should do we you... talk about? Sorry. Should we talk about the actual, like the, what the scenario has, how it works? Yeah. And like, you know, I want to hear what you think about, you know, the, even the variations for deployment. So this scenario yeah. has sort of an unusual setup. And if you, you download the PDF um, and we can link that in the show notes to this actual particular scenario uh, on page four, there's a, a special deployment zone, and in this case, the terrain is already placed, and you place it uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pieces of terrain on the board. Um, it's not randomly, you know, you don't get to pick where they go. It's, it's set by a particular order, and the deployment zones are really unusual here. 
Um, what was your first impression when you saw what's 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 shown here? What what do we got? Well, so the Lannisters are in deep trouble, right? Because they're basically they're forced to deploy like in the dead center of the table. They have a twelve inch by twelve inch space to put all their guys. Uh, and then on top of that, they're surrounded by three spike walls and four corpse piles. Uh, meanwhile, the Starks have all four table edges, six inches from any table edge to work with. Um, and what's really interesting is so the almost the entire Lannister force, with the exception of one unit of mountains men that will deploy later on, they all have to start in the center. And then the Starks, they get to deploy on any table edge that's been assigned, uh, pre-assigned uh, by them. Okay, and it's not their activation. So you basically get to like see where they're going to set up, put their put your guys down uh, on their table edges, and then every turn after that, the Starks can deploy an additional three units. So and, it's, and I think that's Starks a constantly have guys show up to for for the battle. And that's a big thing to point out is that when that unit deploys, it's not their activation. So right. you put them down, and then they can go. Yeah, yeah, and then of course, like we mentioned before, you know, Rob Stark has that ability where. You know, down the road, if you have a unit of Lannisters that is trying to slip away and run off the map, you know, he can countermand their assigned table edge and instead, you know, put them right in front of those guardsmen or, or whatever the unit was. And then all the Lannister units are trying to do is to get off the board with the exception of the mountain men. They don't score for that purpose. So they're out there to, to cause havoc and kill people. Yeah. Um, yeah, can't leave. I'm really excited to see how this plays out, this scenario, because some of the units on that list, if you look at the recommended list, uh, you've got your uh, halberdiers, your guardsmen, you've got some crossbowmen, but then you've got your knights of Casterly Rock. They're going to be able to close some distance, and, and you've got a big choice there. Are you going to be you know, smashing units, trying to fight your way through and support your units, or are these guys making a beeline for a table edge? I mean, it's a good question, right? Because you, so that's, so the Lannisters, they get points for having people run away. So basically the way it breaks down is you still get a victory point when you destroy an enemy combat unit. Uh, the Lannisters get a victory point every time an enemy attachment is destroyed. Uh, and there's an attachment in almost all of the recommended units that can take them. Uh, the Lannisters get three points if Rob Stark is destroyed. Uh, and then they get three points if Jamie Lannister's unit escapes. Uh, and then the Starks get four points if Jamie Lannister's unit is destroyed and four points if all Lannister combat units are destroyed. Uh, and so, you know, basically, you know, Lannisters are trying to run away and the game ends either at round six or when there's no Lannister combat units left on the table. And hopefully there's no Lannister units left on the table because they've all they've all read led and run off the table and not been and not been killed by, you know, those horrible, right. horrible Starks. The dirty, dirty wolves. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you know, you basically you want to try to get Jamie out of there. You want to try to kill some attachments, clear the board, and don't get wiped out. Man, I'm excited to play this. Next time we get together, I'm thinking we're working on. Obviously, we've been hinting at we want to be getting a battle report out on YouTube. But I think wow. after we get that first battle report out, we may want to jump in with with uh, this scenario and see. Uh, you know, how it plays out and then throw that up on YouTube as well. Yeah. Well, and so I think, you know, Chase, the other thing we talked about before was, um, you know, I think what would be really interesting would be to uh, put a, put together our head-to-head matchup uh, where we can have some uh, user-supplied lists that we'll run and we'll, like, have, you know, one, we'll pick one Lannister list, you know, submitted by, a, uh, you know, a listener uh, and one Stark list, and then we'll run those up against each other and see who uh, who comes out on top. That sounds good. All right. You, all you hear that out there, all you Lannister uh, 
Warriors, let's let's make some disgusting lists here to help me out. So just so you know my style of play, if you're you're tailoring your list for me. Um, so I like uh, short walks with our Lannister units with their slow speed. I also like uh, cavalry uh, cavalry charges to my flanks. So I need units uh, that can sustain uh, being outmaneuvered. And I yeah. and I what like about, like passive abilities that trigger exactly. And uh, you know I like I like uh, killing wolves. So anything that helps with that as well would be much appreciated. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that's uh, I, I think you got some good direction there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. I'd say if you guys have some ideas, you want to see some, you know, some matchups, uh, you know, please feel free to submit them. I think, you know, Chase and I will try to pick them out. I don't know if we'll pick them out randomly or if we can if we can vote on them. I, I know what I'm voting against every time. I'll try to pick. Some How about this? What if we have people submit some lists and we, we just pick out what we think are like the top maybe four or five and we'll, we can put up a poll and then let people vote on the ones that we've we've selected out of the the pool. That's such a good idea. I love it. And uh, hopefully, I somehow can like bribe people to sway the votes or something. I wanna, <laughs> I want you running something ridiculous. <laughs> Everybody vote for you know, some <laughs> some sort of peasant army or something. Yeah, yeah. And we've got you know we between the two of us, we've got enough stuff to you know build out pretty much anything you could want. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. I, I know I'm going to end up with something horrible now after saying all this stuff. It's going to be like, uh, my army is six NCU's and yeah, yeah, you know, that's it. That, that that's another that'd be another interesting matchup if we had to like every like unit that we took had to take a named attachment. Oh, you know? what would that do to your list building? Heroes like, brawl. Yeah, it's just like everybody has to have at least like an extra two or three points tacked onto them. Actually, uh, that would be really interesting because that would force you to, to make some unit combos that are not always as efficient if you're using uh, your regular unnamed character uh, attachments. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm, tra- I'm trademarking that game mode now. Oh, <laughs> we can call it the castle yeah. mode or something. We'll have... Yeah. That's, that doesn't have much of a ring to it, but I'll, <laughs> I'll take we'll, it. We'll, we'll work on it. Castle With mode. With your epic name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for us then. And uh, so we'll be talking more about PAX Unplugged coming up in the future. We're going to have some new units released soon. And uh, please check us out on Facebook, on YouTube, and we hope you get your models on the table.